Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me, as always, is Linda. Right. Is that one good, or, or do you want to try that again? Is that one to, to Jared's standards? That one is to Jared's standards system. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> then hello, everyone. It's Linda. And see, I got I got mine down first take. Yeah. How many yeah. takes did it take you, Jared? How many rooms did we Te- have to change? Technically three. Three times we had to re-record that because I just couldn't do it. It's the headphones. <laughs> it's literally just the headphones. I'm not used to wearing full headphones when I'm recording, and it it it's throwing me off, obviously. Also, Guys, let's be a pal and petition to get Jared new headphones. I These are new headphones. Oh, yikes. I picked, I picked these up at... Uh, <laughs> Nebraska Furniture Mart. <laughs> Why are like you getting headphones ago. at Nebraska Furniture Mart? Uh, I'll have you know, these are like $140 headphones yeah, I got for $60. You... Oh my God. At Nebraska Furniture Mart. I love Nebraska Furniture Mart. Why are Mart. people paying so much for headphones? Okay, listen. Because when I'm gaming, oh. <laughs> I need to I need to have the, the full spatial audio. I need to hear every footstep. Oh my God, you're such a nerd. No, that's why I win at Warzone when I play. It's because I have good headphones. I'm so glad that you have headphones that aren't compromising your gaming. Mm-hmm. It's the important. It's the most important aspect of headphones. Not oh for anything God. else. Just no, gaming. nothing else. No one uses headphones for anything besides when they're playing their Warcrafty whatever is and need the full surround sound. <laughs> Or crafty. <laughs> you speak of video game news like almost every week, and now and now I'm just like with you and your in your controller games. I play PC games too. I got a new Mario Kart on my Switch that I've been playing. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten a Switch yet, um, which I really need to because. There's so many great games on the Switch, and I just haven't gotten one yet. I've but. literally only played Little Nightmares, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart, and Among Us back when well, I still played Among Us. Damn, I should really just take your Switch then. <laughs> no, don't take my Switch. I'm still working on Little Nightmares. My little guy keeps starving to death before I can do anything, though. I'm stuck. Mm. I'm supposed to catch this little rat thing, but... It's, it's hard. There's a lot. Of, it's really hard because you only have one chance to catch the rat to eat it, and then it keeps running off, and then you just die because you starve to death. You can you can hear the poor guy's little tummy grumbling, and I don't need surround sound for that. I just need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My little guy keeps starving to death before I can make it through most of the ship. I haven't played. No, I lied. I have played bits and parts of Little Nightmares. I haven't played I the second one. I love Little Nightmares. Um, but uh, it's a really good game. I'm it's... trying to think of what other games are akin to it. Um, there's one that's like um, kind of the same concept, but it's about someone who died and is now going through like purgatory, essentially. Um, I think I remember you playing. What was that one? Yeah, I'm trying to remember the, the title of it because... I don't, but it was really cool. Um, at one point, I also played Oxenfree, which is fun. It's a good time, good game. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I love platformers like that. Um, yeah. They're, they're neat. They're cool. Um, besides what I've played on my Nintendo Switch and DS, I mean, let's face it, on my DS, it's just Mario Kart. Uh, <laughs> but the only other video game that I've played like all the way through and thoroughly enjoyed was Resident Evil 7, the one where they're like at that house with the, the cabin and there's that mm. family. Oh, my God, that one. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big Resi fan, but um, it's not that I don't like Resi. It's just that I'm, I'm not interested in playing the games. Like I would not. say if you're going to play any of them, Resident Evil 7. That one kind of freaked me out, and it was actually pretty decent. I heard it was um, back to the horror aspect of Resident Evil. And um, don't get me wrong, I love all the action but um, that one had VR too. I think people were playing it in we VR. We tried it on VR. It did not make it very long before we were like, "Nope, we can't, can't do I it." Was af- I was spooky. afraid of breaking. Well, yeah, and it wasn't even our VR. It was our friend's VR, mm. and I was just worried about yanking the cord from. Yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I like going to VR like arcades. Where I don't feel like I'm going to break things. There was this really cool like VRC experience thing at the Circus Circus Hotel in Vegas. And they had a a horror themed one where you're basically like in a wheelchair and they're wheeling you through like this like mental hospital where it's like all the spooky shits everywhere. And that one was actually pretty trippy because they had like the, the little like fans, the gusts of air and the seats moved and everything. And it was it was really fun. It was like a little virtual roller coaster. Hmm, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just know of um, a VR arcade uh, called Infinite Loop that I go to in Omaha from time to time with my cousin just to play. They've got a. I mean, they expanded. They've got a huge selection of games, and honestly, like it's their equipment. I don't have to buy the equipment. I can just go pay like $10 nice. and use it for a few hours, which I think is more worth it than dropping $500 when I'm only going to use it two to three times a year. Um, you know, cost efficiency, I guess. Um, but yeah, no gaming's fun. You all should play it. If you, if you don't play games, you it's should fun. because it's fun. It is. Um, yeah, I guess with all that down and out of the way, we're going to move into our news discussion for the day. We've got some release date shifts. Ah, ah, you all uh, ready for that? Um, uh, <laughs> we've got some Texas Chainsaw Massacre news. We've got some malignant news, which opens up this Friday. And then uh, we also have our first reactions <laughs> to Dune on Twitter. So I'm going to read some just initial reactions from critics coming out of the Venice Film Festival on Twitter about Dune, and then um, after that, we will talk Shang-Chi's box office numbers. So, all that when we return. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout 
and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? Grab some gear that you already have, and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. John Squires writes in Bloody Disgusting, Fetty Alvarez-produced Texas Chainsaw Massacre slices its way to a new home with Netflix. With a serious lack of promotion up to this point, it's been easy to forget that a new take, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is on the way, with the Fede Alvarez-produced Texas Chainsaw Massacre set to be a sequel to Toby Hooper's original classic. So what's the latest on the film and when we can expect to see it? While we don't yet have a release date, THR reports that Netflix has now acquired global rights to the film. David Blue Garcia directed the movie for Legendary originally, which was written by Chris Thomas Devlin and filmed last year. The film is a direct sequel to the original classic. THR notes, quote, The movie takes place years after the shocking events of the original in a setting where Leatherface hasn't been seen or heard from since. Laura Sirical of IGN writes, James Wan promises Malignant will be like nothing you've seen from him before. Quote, I just wanted to go back and do another movie that was kind of in the spirit of what I used to make right when I started out my career, Wan said in a Zoom interview with the press this past week. Wan continues to say, quote, People know me as the ghostly supernatural guy in recent years. Part of the reason why I made Malignant was to really break that expectation. In what Juan calls, quote, easily my most violent and most gory film, Malignant will have fans questioning what they know and expect from Juan himself. Malignant arrives in theaters and on HBO Max on September 10th. Aaron Couch of The Hollywood Reporter writes, Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, delayed by Paramount amid COVID-19 concerns. Paramount has pulled the ejector seat on Top Gun Maverick's November release date. In a move pushing back two Tom Cruise temples, Top Gun Maverick is departing its November 19th date and will now open on May 27, 2022. Meanwhile, Cruise's Mission Impossible 7 is leaving that May 27, 2022 date and will now open on September 30th of the same year. The studio has also pushed back Jackass Forever, which moves to February 4th, 2022, departing an October 22nd release date. The move comes as concerns over the Delta variant continue to hamper theater attendance and make releasing tentpoles into cinemas a risky proposition for most studios. Shortly after Paramount announced Top Gun was exiting November 19th, Sony pushed Ghostbusters Afterlife to that date. It was previously set for November 11th. Paramount Distribution Executive Chris Aronson said, quote, That doesn't mean that decision is the right decision for every film, in reference to pushing the films back. While studios such as Warner Brothers and Disney have experimented with putting tentpoles on streaming services and in theaters day and date, Paramount has kept many of its big titles, such as A Quiet Place 2, for theatrical only. In other news, major outlets have been reporting on Dune's very successful Venice Film Festival screening. 
Currently, the film stands at 85% on the tomato meter, and some reviews are in. Clarice Laurie of The Independent writes, The casting choice is poor. It's a small but noticeable chip in the paint when it comes to Dune, a work that's otherwise of such imitating grandeur that it's hard to believe it even exists in the first place. Glenn Kenny of RogerEbert.com writes, Villeneuve, working with an amazing technicians, including cinematographer Greg Frazier, editor Joe Walker, and production designer Patrice Vermette, manages to walk the thin line between grandeur and pomposity. David Katz of the Film Stage writes, Denis Villeneuve has surmounted this slew of bad omens, but arguably, in filmmaking terms, making the most impersonable adaptation possible. Finally, Stephen Pond of The Wrapped writes, A formidable cinematic accomplishment, a giant mood piece that can be exhilarating in its dark beauty. Dune will release on October 22nd, 2021. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers a few distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other perks combined. And who knows, there may be a super-secret tier waiting to be discovered. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright, welcome back from the news bit. Let us talk about some... <laughs> you like how I broke that up? Let us instead of let's ooh english love it um let us talk about some (laughs) horror now (laughs) we've got some word on fede alvarez's new texas chainsaw massacre movie we've also got james wan promising that malignant will be uh, like nothing that we've seen from him before that's the direct quote um i don't know what that necessarily means Actually, I do because I I have the article right in front of me. But we'll talk about it in a little bit. First, let's talk about Fede Alvarez and how Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to Netflix. So it'll no longer be a theatrical release, at least not exclusively. Um, this happened a few days ago. This was actually like almost a week ago at this point, right after our last news episode dropped, um, our last podcast dropped. Uh, that news came out. And um, I had to put it on there because it's so interesting to me, um, horror finding its way home. And I just want to know how much money they're going to lose out on it moving to Netflix and it not being theatrical. Like how much money would it have made at the box office? And will the move to Netflix, in your opinion, will it be a good move in terms of generating buzz and revenue? 
personally, for me, I like that it's moving to Netflix. I just I don't really have time to go to the theaters, unfortunately. Um, so make it easier for me to be able to watch it. Um, now that we have like mask mandates back and everything, like people are wanting to stay at home more. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to lose some money. No doubt about it. Um, but (sighs) fuck, (laughs) (laughs) it'll suck, but it might make it, it might make money from the re- like you know physical release with DVDs maybe possibly. I I don't know. I, I mean, it is it's one hundred percent going to lose money, which sucks. But maybe they can make up for it in the uh, in the DVD release if it's a good movie. If it's not a good movie, then then yeah, they're I not going to release. I don't really DVD. care. Netflix yeah. isn't really in the market of physical releases anyway, yeah. so. Uh, that's why it's kind of interesting to me. I just don't understand why, um, <clears throat> why it, why it moved to Netflix and Legendary Maybe just Netflix didn't release it. Offered a lot of money. I don't know. I mean, they probably did, but it's like, okay, Netflix. Like, I get what you're doing, but like, how many people are not even going to know that that movie exists now because you release way too much content and you don't market ninety percent of it. So are people even going to know that this movie exists now that it's not going to theaters? Who knows? Eh, well, um, no. We'll I don't think it. I don't think we should be worried about quality necessarily. Um, mm. We've seen eh, it could go either way, right? But I it really we've could. seen we've seen like properties go to streaming and do just fine. Like um, trying to think of a example. Um, uh, what's that comment? Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know that got picked up by a streamer, right? Yeah, I'm I pretty think Brooklyn sure. Nine Nine got picked up. I think yeah, by Hulu? Hulu. Yeah, and see, and that show hasn't dipped in quality. There have been other properties that have been picked up by streaming, and they're. I mean, I'm talking a lot of television right there, right? Um, completely different format. But I think that the point is that it doesn't. It's not a a clear indication that the movie's going to be bad. It's just, it's likely to not do as well and to underperform because of it. And that's kind of unfortunate, but you know, what may not underperform is James Wan's malignant, which um, we watched the trailer for it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Really weird. We didn't really know how to feel about it then, but now James Wan is saying that Malignant is basically going to um, be a really, really messed up movie is is what people are saying, specifically what James Wan is saying. Um, I don't know. He says it's going to be his most uh, like gory film and his like darkest. So I don't know entirely what to expect from that then. But it's interesting that he says that despite there being like very little gore in the trailer. It's all pretty much just reactions, scare factors, but you don't really see any violence. So I'm just wondering where all that gore is going to be coming from. Yeah. And in regards to his like Aquaman, Fast and Furious movies, I mean, they're 
fine movies, even though one of them is a fucking Fast and Furious. Whatever. I'm over it. We've already discussed this. But, I mean, those were just, you know, I feel like those were kind of cash grab offers for James Wan. And so it's nice to hear him talk about a project so passionately again. Because when James Wan is passionate about a project like like he was with Saw and The Conjuring, there you can you can see that in his films, and they're really and it makes them so decent and uh, a true like mwah, to the horror fans. Yeah. So yeah. I I kind of I kind of like this article. I like I like how it perceived the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, one of the things that, that he was talking about in a, in an interview um, that this IGN article kind of goes into, um, he was saying, uh, quote, people know me as the ghostly supernatural guy in recent years. Uh, part of the reason why I made Malignant was to really break that expectation. Um, he said, he went on to say that basically that fans will be questioning what they know and expect from him after they see this. And that's the part, I think that specific quote, not forget the gore, forget, you know, the violence, that part specifically has me really excited. Like, because it's like, oh, like you're going in an, in an entirely different direction. It sounds like love it. Love Which, to see what he does. He basically backs up what we said when we did the trailer reaction. We both agreed that watching it, it did not feel like a James Wan it horror didn't. film. And so to just hear him confirm that, it, it makes you think like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess the um, the ultra-violence aspect of it, too, is kind of interesting because Saw is ultra-violent, right? And mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten back to that yet with him. Um, we've had hints here and there, but nothing like you know, n- no torture porn. And I don't think Malignant is going to be torture porn, but I do think that, you know, with him saying that it's going to be more violent, we're definitely going to get a lot of that, a lot of that material that was so good in Saw the first time around, you know, just the shock value, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, Saw was already a pretty, gore- like you said, it's like, it, it launched the trend of torture porn films. So it's like, if, this is going to be his most gory and violent film. What what is what does what that, that say from yeah. the creator of Saw? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, like I I don't mind the gore, I don't mind the violence. Just you know, it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> bring me the buckets of blood. I'm I'm ready. I think we all are. Well, malignant releases in theaters this friday we're going to talk about its box office projection a little later what do we think it's going to do i don't know you'll have to stay tuned to find out um i also want to now go into discussion of paramount moving around films in their release calendar because again again, because we all know that with the delta variant now just fucking full-blown like picking up speed and just it's rampant nature in the U.S. right now because of our refusal to close anything down and institute like masks <laughs> um, for whole city municipals. I guess we're going to have to deal with the Delta variant. And one of the side effects of that is that Top Gun, Maverick, Mission Impossible 7 have been delayed by Paramount amid COVID-19 concerns. Now, let me just say this. 
It also pushed back Jackass Forever, which moved um, from February 4th. uh, Sorry, it originally was releasing on October 22nd of this year, and now it's moving to February 4th of 2022. Top Gun um, is now moving to May 27th from November 19th. And Mission Impossible 7 is leaving the May 27, 2022 date and will open in September. Um, So I'm going to have to wait a really long time, basically a year, for my goddamn Mission Impossible movie, which I'm kind of mad about. But you know what? Like, I'll I'll wait for it. My question is... No, it's not even a question. It's, It's a declaration. And keep in mind, I don't have any, like, sources, so I can't confirm or deny this, but... Tom Cruise definitely did this. Oh, I was literally about to say the exact same thing. I was uh, like, you know how Tom Cruise has been on set since COVID's been a thing? Like, I would 100% not be shocked at all if this was Tom Cruise's doing. Like, nope, nope, we got to push this back. COVID's happening again. Oh, my God. That is so funny that you said that because I was literally thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, no, I... You listen, and like I said, it's not verified or anything, but what I'm saying is Tom Cruise has a big enough pull where he goes to a studio like Paramount, and whatever he says goes. We've talked about it multiple times. He's like one of the few stars that can actually go in there and start dictating how they run their own company. Well, yeah, um, he's a Scientologist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta cut, we gotta cut it. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice oh, uh, shit is that one of those like unmentionable <laughs> it's taboo it's a taboo topic um yikes uh, no um, no but he, he hmm. is one of the very few celebrities that can actually pull something like that and so i think he did have a hand in at least getting paramount to shift the release dates around especially because if we look at paramount's release calendar Jackass might make a little money, but their money makers are going to be Top Gun and Mission Impossible 7, which directly star Tom Cruise. So even though he has say with studios like this, you're also talking about his movies that he produced, you know? And so like, it's just like a double punch, right? He's like, yeah, nope, you are going to listen to me, A, because I'm Tom Cruise, but B, because I'm about to make you a fuck ton of money. And... And uh, so imagine I, a life you're living where you're just getting bossed around by Tom Cruise. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to money, take I'm him fine. serious. I don't know. Really? Just, you heard a- him yelling at that that one guy, <laughs> the one producer behind the camera. For I'm so sorry. Maybe it's just because I'm an asshole. I don't know. But I just feel like if Tom Cruise is trying to tell me what to do, I just laugh. <laughs> I just be like, okay, tiny Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> You little bubble. Small but mighty. <laughs> Just, I can't take him serious. Okay. Like, I believe he can be a serious actor. I just would not be able to take him serious in real life. I get it. Apparently, um, Christopher McQuarrie, who did Mission Impossible 6, um, and didn't he do Ghost Protocol 2? I'm thinking he did. I don't know. I would have to fact check that. But Mission Impossible Fallout and Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are all directed by Christopher McQuarrie. And he was talking about there's one stunt in Mission Impossible 7. I think it's Tom Cruise literally catapults himself off the edge of a cliff on a bike. Um, Kind of like the scene where Chris Hemsworth dies in The Cabin in the Woods. That's essentially what Tom Cruise is doing. 
in real but life. But successful this but time? But successful. Oh, and there's a, not a not a secret wall there to no, take him down. No, he he made the jump. But oh, um that's nice. But I uh but he was like, Yeah, and if you think that's crazy, like get wait for what we have you know, wait for what we have planned in Mission Impossible eight. And I'm like, Oh God, like I can only imagine what they're doing, right? Like they have to be going to space and just dropping Tom Cruise from space, right? What like, is with you and thinking that all your favorite action film franchises, the next one, they're just going to go into space? Because you said the same thing for Fast and Furious. And You're like, happened. they're going to go to space and and fight these dinosaurs because family. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't say that the Jurassic Park spinoff would happen. Hmm. I said I would like to see it happen. What, now, referencing the latest Fast and Furious movie, I was right. They did go to space. Um, That's so fucking. I can't. That is so. You know, we gotta. We gotta stay focused on. It's Mission Impossible today, not Fast and Furious. Otherwise, I'm gonna go off again. Yeah. Um, that's really it. Um, so far, so far, none of the other movies on the release calendar are getting moved around, you know, no time to die had its final trailer released and, um, it is sticking on that October 8th release date. Um, they, they said it in the final trailer that they just put out. I think they're just finally dumping it and letting it. Like, if it, it if it dies it dies right like they're basically like at this point i don't want to deal with it anymore so and you know honestly i think mgm it it sucks for mgm because a lot of their movies don't make as much money as some of the other um studios but at the same time like you gotta let it go because you wait any longer on that movie and all the hype's dead like so yeah. your best chance is right now and at least for the next year, it's probably right now is your best time to release it. So just do it. Just let it die if it dies. Um, right. And I think a lot of other studios are taking that approach. I'll be interested to see if we have any more delays um, amid you know the surge in Delta variant cases across the country. Uh, I don't really know. I can't think of anything that might be delayed other than maybe some of our holiday movies. Uh, Although Shang-Chi, you know, with its box office numbers, which we'll talk about um, in just a couple of minutes here, uh, with Shang-Chi's box office numbers, I I think that Marvel is probably looking at, you know, the reaction that it got to Spider-Man No Way Home's trailer, and it's probably like, ah, we're fine with our Christmas release. But, like, for instance, you know, West Side Story and, like, all of those other holiday movies that were getting released, like, who knows if they'll be pushed back. And those are the ones that I'm really keeping my eye on. So um, we'll keep you updated here. We're not going to... If things start getting pushed back again and again and again, like, we'll cover it in the news bit. We probably won't talk about it. But um, I wanted to talk about this one specifically just because we haven't had this happen in, in a while. You know? I just love that it's all movies that you have been really looking forward to. Yeah, watching. it always is. Whatever. Like, I, Mine's, I only have one, and that's Ghostbusters. Yeah, which I, I heard was amazing. Um, I wouldn't know. People at CinemaCon were talking about it because they um, showed them Ghostbusters Afterlife at CinemaCon. Apparently, I mean, not. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me I should have gone to this geek con so I could watch my Ghostbusters movie? Yeah. I would Damn go to CinemaCon if I could. I, I would too. That actually sounds pretty fun. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that is all for the news discussion. Let us move now into talking about the box office projection because I think that what we're about to talk about is super important. And also, I get to say, I told you so again, part two. So, not really. I mean, I was also blown out of the water, but uh, we'll talk about it more. Oh, when we okay. <laughs> when okay. We <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. As of now, we are about five subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team to be able to accomplish this. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, everyone, welcome to Box Office Projection. This is the weekly segment that we do here on the Into the Borough podcast where we bring you the latest news directly from box office professionals or box office mojo if you're like me and are lazy and just want to look up quick numbers. Um, But I actually have an article from Deadline pulled up here because Deadline reported on Shang-Chi's smashing box office records on Labor Day weekend. This is actually the highest grossing film on Labor Day weekend ever, according to insiders. So that's interesting. Um, I think the last one to do this well was uh, 2007's Halloween, which I think it's four day total over Labor Day weekend brought in like 60 million or something like that. This one basically outperformed in every area. So that was kind of nice to see. Um, it's four day week in total stands right now at 90 million, um, which is completely, we were just way wrong. I know we were only predicting for a three day weekend though, when we, when we made this. And so I just want to give you the three day number too. So the three day number would include, um, you know, Thursday's preview Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that three day weekend right there, it's standing at 71.4 million with, um, today's projection when you're listening to this that's when they're projecting it to reach the 90 million mark um so i mean are you surprised by those numbers uh real quick let me just say we were both way wrong i had 50 million and you had 30 million um i think it just i mean obviously we both like undercut it like we didn't think it was going to do nearly as as well as it actually did but this is a win for marvel right this if we remember bob chapek's comments a few weeks ago about how this was an experiment about how shang chi was an experiment for disney now what he meant and i believe this and i do believe this and this is someone who hates disney i don't believe he meant that shang chi was an experiment i think what he meant was this was the first film that they were this was the first Marvel film that they were releasing exclusively in theaters um, and not on, you know, Disney premiere access. And so he was talking about that being, being an experiment, like the release of Shang-Chi is an experiment. Um, but rightfully so many people, including like uh, Simu Liu, who plays, um, you know, Shang-Chi in the movie uh, said that, you know, Hey, we're not an experiment. Like, 
let's show these people why they're wrong. And clearly they did. So uh, how do you feel about the numbers? And do you feel hopeful at all then for just other movies going forward? I mean, good for Marvel, I guess. It's just stupid that I lost. Yeah, we both kind of lost that one. No one, no one takes you. Technically, won. You were closer than I was. Yeah, I was closer, but I still was not. I mean, I'll take the win when I'm like less than five million. You know, over or under. But I'm not noble of you. (laughs) (laughs) I since you lost, I won't even take the win because I was a little far off too. Even though I was closer than you, I'll 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 save that for you. You sounded like Trump for a minute. <gasps> what? You even sorry, we're not doing the video version of the podcast this time, but she had her hands like moving <laughs> like Donald Trump too. It's hilarious. This son of a bitch just called me Trump. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh no, you're not Trump. I'm- Trump's gross. Am Trump's gross? grimy. No. No. Oh, no one thinks you're grimy. I can't believe you call you don't you don't just call a girl Trump, Jared. <laughs> some some women would take that as a compliment. Yeah, I'm not one of them. <laughs> you know <laughs> No, you you fine. have to you have to consider how you were talking in your hand movements. Like you clearly looked like you were imitating him. I thought that that's what you were seriously doing. No! <laughs> Anyways, since he's being an ass right now, he doesn't deserve this win. I I take everything else back. He's not getting this win. I'm not getting this win. Nobody's getting this win. But it does show hope that, you know, we're we're getting money back in the box office, especially these last few releases being as successful as they were. It's great, you know, especially since we've had this year-long hiatus when it comes to the theaters with like no box office at all. And now we're making all this money, but I am curious as to how you feel knowing that your favorite Halloween movie was at the very top of Labor Day box office sales. And now it's just being tanked by a Marvel movie. I mean, that was suck for you. No, it doesn't suck at all. Cause Since I hate you that love movie. Rob Zombie and you love 2007's Halloween. I, I feel like every week we talk about this, about Rob Zombie's Halloween movie, and I'm not even trying to. But you shit on Rob Zombie like I shit on Fast and Furious. Yeah, true, true. But you know what? Like, Good for Rob Zombie for pulling that off. I guess I didn't realize that it had topped any records before. I didn't so, know either. You know, that's, that's great for him. Um, but, you know, I think Shang-Chi... If it would have been Black Widow or something, I would have been like, oh, that kind of sucks. It was kind of cool that horror had a record for once on something. But because it's fucking Shang-Chi and it's Rob Zombie, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Give him the record, Rob Zombie. Yeah. No. I I just can't help but feel like he's going to be. Keep in mind, I don't have the same opinions about Rob Zombie as Jared does. But I feel like he's going to be a little bitter. Instead of being like, oh, congrats, Shang-Chi. I feel like he's going to say something very bitter about it, if if ever approached. Yeah, I, I would agree because he's not a good sport and I don't like Rob Zombie. 
So <laughs> I I have a feeling he was pretty upset at that. But you know what? Like, it is what it is. I get, like, the the desire to have a genre film break a record like that, even as minor as it is. But, uh, but at the same time, like, could we give it to anyone else? Maybe Ari Aster, James Wan. Ari, Os- Ari yeah. Aster. Ari Aster deserves a record of some sort. Yeah, he won't get it. No. He won't get it for a while. Sorry, A24. Mm. I am very curious about um, Robert Eggers' new movie, though. Um, the... Oh, the, the Viking director, yeah, the Viking, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really curious about that film because so many people have like dropped and departed and joined, and it's been kind of a nightmare. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that that releases soon. It won't because it seems like we're waiting years to get any of these movies. We literally are. We literally did wait years because what? What was No Time to Die's original release date? I don't even remember anymore. God, and we're almost into 2022, and it's like, I just, we still haven't gotten some of these movies, and I'm like, will I ever see this? Am I ever going to see Scream? I don't know. Okay, Scream is coming out in January, whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> they don't get a choice. It's coming out in January. You know what, though? We're probably going to get a trailer next month for that. Three-month mark, we'll probably get a little teaser anyway. I can't Good. wait. I can't wait to see what they got cooking up. And next month's October, so spooky season. Hit me off with some of them spooky trailers. Spooky trailers. We've got spooky movies like some Halloween. Spooky Kills. behind the scenes. We've got spooky what else movies. do we have for October? Uh, Antlers isn't Antlers releasing? I think is finally. Antlers still releasing? Yeah, I think Antlers is releasing either this month or in October. God, that one took forever too. That I feel like took the longest. Um, because that was supposed to release like the month that um it was already pushed back to like I think it originally was supposed to release in November of 2019 or something like that, and then it got pushed back um to March, and then COVID happened, and then it just gets pushed back all the way to 2021. Yeah, October 29th is what they're scheduled for at this point in time. So at the end of October, um, yeah, no, it'll be. Next month will be a good month. This month is a good month for like music. Like I've got new Bring Me the Horizon stuff. I've got new Star Set album on the way. I've got a uh, Spirit Box album. Finally. There you so go. Spirit this Box. Is, yeah. So this is a music month for me. And then next month is the film month. Because like really we only have Malignant and Dear Evan Hansen this month in theaters releasing. Like yeah. there's not nothing, nothing really else. So. I'm excited for at least some type of new content. Um, I am someone that constantly digests like uh, everything, news, movies, TV shows, music. Like I'm taking in so much information at any one given day. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, that is all for box office projection. Last thing before we go, Linda, Malignant. What do you think? James Wan's return to a very violent, gory horror film. Let's do 50 mil. Really? Yeah. Okay. 50. Why do you think it's not going to be that 
that's yeah, successful? I don't think it's going to do that. That's success. That amount of success. I I think we're looking at a solid eighteen. Are you serious? Yeah. Whoa, whoa! Remember, this is a James Wan film. Yeah. Yeah. Put some respect to that name and add a couple more digits to your assumption. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 180 million. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to land somewhere. Calm between, down, Jared. It's just James Wan. <laughs> I think it's going to land somewhere between 18 and 25 is my prediction. Um, 18's on the lower side, but that's just based off of. Um, oh, we can do like we can do frames because if so, I want to go 35 to 45 then. Eighteen to twenty-five. Okay, I see. We're gonna go broader. Okay. Yeah, I actually I take your twenty-five and I raise it to forty-five. Anywhere between (laughs) twenty-five to (laughs) forty. Yeah, we'll see about the limit. I'm not (laughs) sure about it, but uh. We'll At this we'll point, see. I'm just making these assumptions to spite Jared. <laughs> it's just it's just even better. It's just confetti if I end up winning. You're just mad that you lost Suicide Squad. You're just mad that you lost all the rest of them except <laughs> this one. I won Shang-Chi too. Shang-Chi you got was two mine. against how many have I won? Yeah, many. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Bitter All right. bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you stay tuned, we're going to tell you what's new to streaming. Actually, there are some pretty cool things that are streaming right now. So stay tuned for that and we'll be back. All right, everyone. Welcome to What's New to Streaming. This week, we have got Only Murders in the Building on Hulu, which is a multi generational trio of apartment dwellers bond over their love of true crime. Uh, of a true crime podcast and take their fandom to the next level when a neighbor turns up dead. Um, the New York Times, Mike Hill says, uh, you wish you were on screen every moment. Uh, that one I do kind of want to check out just because I love Search Party, like HBO Max's Search Party. And this feels very akin to that. Like that okay. kind of like bond that people like form when something tragic happens. It seems like it's a comedy, like an, it's a, kind of an exploration of our obsession over true crime and um you know i love true crime everyone loves true crime for the most part and so like i'm really interested to see what they're able to do with that kind of story you also have Superhost on shutter which is a new shutter original that sets out to make the sort of shitty unresponsive airbnb host who doesn't leave you any toilet paper seem like a dream come true a couple who vlog about short-term rentals find themselves staying at the mountain home of a rebecca a host who seemingly is unhinged from the get-go. NME's Dan Stubbs writes, the film's fun first act suggests we're watching a comedy. After that, the joke is on you because the film quickly becomes a by-the-numbers rot in a trap horror in which shifting motivations are revealed. Um, So that sounds pretty interesting. I don't know. I'm intrigued by that. Shudder's got some great stuff, so maybe we should make a point of watching that for next Yeah. Um, or doing some type of review on it, um, just because it sounds fun. Uh, I would love to watch a movie about a psychopathic Airbnb host. Yeah, I'm all for it. And then you have the D'Amelio show, 
um, which being a teenager with 100 million TikTok followers is pretty weird. And Charlie D'Amelio wholeheartedly agrees. A new reality show, um, which centers on Charlie about social media sensation and her family delves into the bizarre nature of instant fame and the heaps of hate that comes with it. I don't really care about this, but go watch it if you'd like. Uh, that's all I have to say on that. Um, I don't even have TikTok. Me either. Um, you don't have TikTok? I don't. Hey, I don't have TikTok either. Up top. <laughs> Up top, high five. Yeah, no, Um, I did for a while because I made that really funny Lily TikTok. Have you seen it? No, send it to me. I'll send it to you right now um but uh i made the one really funny like tiktok about lily and then uh that was about it (laughs) so and then i deleted it forever yeah no i just i don't do tiktok if people if people send me tiktoks i'll watch them but i have never downloaded the app nor like made myself any account on anything i just i don't know yeah all right it is currently sending over now so yeah, Superhost and Only Murders in the Building. Those are my two picks for this week. Um, I don't really think I'm watching anything else. I do have um, a screener to watch for Kate that I need to get around to watching that yeah. releases on Netflix this weekend. So if you're curious about um, that movie, Kate, starring um, Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson on Netflix, I will have a review coming out probably on Tuesday. Um, so for those of you listening tomorrow, uh, would be the day that it would be releasing. And, uh, I can't wait to watch it because it's, it's sci-fi ish. It's action heavy. It has Woody Harrelson. So I'm instantly sold and, um, I don't know. It just looks really cool in the way that it's styled. So, um, I don't have like the biggest of expectations for it, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. So we have Kate coming out this week and then also, at some point, uh, maybe you can expect a super host discussion from me and Linda, uh, maybe on the YouTube channel or something or the other. But I don't know. We haven't, the last movie that we reviewed was what? Um, a Quiet Place? Yeah. Yeah. It was A Quiet Place. And that was back in April. So. Oh, shit. Right? Wasn't it back in April? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh more may? Of like may okay yeah that's still a very very long time ago because i was back when like all that stuff was happening so i would say more like june possibly either way anywhere between like the may june mark mm-hmm. oh no we did fear street no that's oh. why we did a quiet place and we did fear street in july yeah, fear street. july was the last time yep yeah so it's been a while i think we're about due for a review mm-hmm. of something yes please um but yeah that is that is today's episode (laughs) i don't know i kind of feel like we've been scatterbrained the past two episodes have you felt that way i felt like we're just like here's the news it did take you three tries just to do an intro today yeah okay well you have to understand people that smashing record of 90 million that they're talking about is i'm getting the brunt of it you know (laughs) what Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You're making a face. I'm not making. This is just my face. The face I'm making is called my fucking face, Jared. (laughs) No, no, no. You were making a face. Oh God, this is like the. (laughs) You're just like Linda. Of course, I've been working 
well, how else did you think Shang Chi made 140 million? Because I've yeah. been working. I've been working. <laughs> they held me, held me hostage. Con- the someone contact Marvel and tell them to send Jared a basket to thank him for contributing to the 140 mil. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them people. God. <laughs> I work for them and they don't pay me enough. I know, bitches. Yeah. Oh, well. That is all for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Make sure to like and share this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. We're on all the major podcast directories, including Pandora. That's just a normal, natural talking point for me now. I will say it every time. Well, we got to make sure Dylan hears it. (laughs) Yeah, right. After all these weeks of, hey, hey, Jared, Jared, are you you going to put that stuff on Pandora? Jared, Jared. Listen, it took, how long did that take? Like almost a year? A year. Oh my God. Anyway, I can't even. A year of me having to be like, Dylan wants to know if we're going to put anything on Pandora. It's the only thing he listens to. Okay, but remember, I did, I did request it, you and did they just try didn't, a few times. They denied, and then they it wouldn't. wasn't on you. It was on Pandora themselves, and now we're now now we're on there. So thank you, there. Pandora. Yep, thank you. Finally, not really thank though, you. but thank you. Um, thank you but, for taking so long. I I I see that you're the kind of person that likes to keep people waiting. Yeah, yeah, they clearly are. They like to string you along for a little yeah. bit. Teases. Make sure to also go check out our Patreon campaign this week. We don't have a video version of this podcast, but you will find a video version of the other podcast, Den of Night, um, that is going to be exclusive for the $5, $10, and $20 tier. So um, join one of those tiers. Usually we only do an audio version of that podcast for the $5 tier and up, but this time we figured we might as well just do like a small little video discussion on a couple of different movies. We're going to talk about Shang-Chi and we're also going to talk about the kissing booth three. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, Why are we talking about this? It's not (laughs) you, but you guys enjoy your little rom-coms. Yeah, mostly her. Um, But uh, we're going to be reviewing the kissing booth three, particularly in a British accent. So if that sounds like something that <laughs> you would like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make that face out loud. <laughs> no, I get it. It's oh, like, why yikes. are you doing that? But yikes. it's like, I'm not in charge of that. Last time we reviewed what we reviewed something. Oh, I think we reviewed fast and furious talking yeah. in, in like the personalities of our cats. So like I was talking as Henry and she was she was talking as Lily. Anyway, it's uh, we have a gr- we have a great time on that podcast. It's just fucking randomness. Cute so. couples doing cute things. It's, it's and it's all unscripted. Cute. There is no format. It's all unscripted off the chain. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then go over to patreon.com slash the brew reviews. But thank you again for listening to this podcast. Me and Linda will be back next week with some more news and hopefully. Um, a scream teaser one can hope it won't happen but we can hope <laughs> it won't happen being until so cynical late today? october Damn. because because i'm just is it I'm because i brought up rob zombie are you upset yeah, because honestly, of rob zombie yes yeah, i'm sorry i brought up rob zombie it's gonna put me in a for the rest of the day i'm gonna turn away everyone coming to sean damn it later. linda um all right everyone well you have a good rest of your week and we will see you on the next episode Bye bye